Hey, today on Mr. Fitz, it's all about a new year and new choices. But first, any changes in exercise or diet should be discussed with your primary care physician. So that being said, let's get started. Welcome everyone to the first Mr. Fitz podcast of 2023. I'm Eric Birchfield and this is John King, your host for the Mr. Fitz podcast. We are glad that you are here. Uh, glad that you have decided to start your new year out with us. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. We're going to be talking about new year and new choices. And that's a little bit different than your typical new year's resolution. And, and we're going to be talking a little bit from experience and a little bit from things that we're walking through right now. But ultimately our goal is for you guys to be able to walk through this with us, to take this journey with us and not only have an amazing year. I'm not going to say best year of your life. I'm not that type of person. John's not that type of person. <laughs> not gonna do just, it. The, the world is not a fortune cookie. Um, but we do want to share with you some key steps that are maybe a little bit different than you're used to on how this year can not necessarily be the best year of your life, but could be the most intentional year of your life and potentially get you the most progress emotionally spiritually, physically, and maritally that you've had in your life. Anyway, joining us now is John King. John, how was your new year? How was your uh, new year there uh, watching the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, destroy K-State on New Year's Eve? I know that made my new year better. Uh, right. As we record this now, we're going to have to watch Georgia right. and TCU uh, play in the national championship tonight, but that is okay. Um, how was your new year? It was great, Varick. And uh, thanks for having me. And no, it was, it was good. I think it's an example of overcoming adversity, right? Um, you know, guys could have uh, decided to take off for the bowl. They could have uh, done something else, but I think there was a tremendous commitment uh, to the team, uh, to each other. And they made some really good choices. And that kind of feeds into what we were talking about today. You know, I told you that I was on a run uh, with my son, who's back from college, actually, at the University of Alabama. And I asked him, I said, so so give me some some of those words of wisdom. Give me some of the advice that I've given you over the last 19 years, because I got to say something. You know, Varric and I are going to be talking about this today. And he said he were, you know, kind of parroted back to me when I've told both my boys over the last, you know, their whole life is the choices you make today will help determine opportunities you have tomorrow. And that's just wisdom that, you know, my family, my, my mom, dad, grandfather have given me over my life and how the cool thing about that Varric is you can make new choices, you know, no matter what happened in the past. And I learned this in, in counseling in my master's degree, no matter what happened in the past, you can always make a new choice. And uh, tomorrow is a new day. And if we can live in that mindset, it's huge. So John, John, real quick, remind us of your, your counseling background uh, and given encouragement to guys or in, in ladies as well who are listening, who have heard you've always been this way. You're always going to be this way. You can try for a few months and you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And in three months, you're going to not only be the same that you were, you're probably going to be worse. So I'm not going to listen to you anyway. There's a lot of people walking through that. Tell us your background a little more and, and, and a little bit of encouragement through that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So undergrad with psychology with a minor in business, uh, master's degree in counselor education with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. And my favorite was uh, REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy or, or Cognitive Behavior Therapy, CBT, which has become really popular over the last 20 years. I mean, it was 20 years ago I was studying this stuff uh, and used it in business over the last 20 years. But, you know, the basis of that is as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? I mean, we, we've known this for thousands of years. It just took modern psychology a little bit to catch up to it and realize the way you think, you know, kind of is who you are and you can make different choices. There are a lot of people that, that believe the old adage that a tiger can't change his stripes or a leopard changes spots. Well, that's just not true. And in fact, modern science shows us that we can make new neurotransmitter connections, right? We can make new neuropathways. Even 20 years ago, there was some science telling us that it was stagnant, that you couldn't, that your neurological uh, connections couldn't change. But we now know the, of neuroplasticity and the fact that you can. So, um, yeah, we should realize and appreciate the way God made us. We can make new choices. And one of the best choices, I know you said the other day when we were prepping for this, some of the best choices we've made, some of the worst choices we've made. We're focused on the best ones right now. But some of the one of the best choices to start a new year that I ever made. Um, actually, my mom told me she had been doing this for years. She's a prayer warrior. I know your mom is too. And the church she goes to, or had been going to at the time, and still does, uh, called Church of the Highlands. Um, they have this twenty-one days of prayer in January and in August. And in January, it's about fasting. And I. You're much better at fasting than I am, and, I, and we're going to get you, especially because of your medical background, we're going to get you to talk about that a little bit. But, Varric, I got to say, the first time I did it, it was really tough. You know, I don't want to come in here and tell guys, look, go to 21days.churchofthehighlands.com, and it's going to be awesome because it's on right now. Uh, and it is incredible once you get into it, once you commit to it, once you get into a routine. And it's like any choice that we make, any new choice that we make, as you develop that habit and that discipline it changes who you are. It changes your life and it changes it for the better. You know, I'm here to tell you um, I've done it for a few years now and I was kind of excited last week, you know, thinking about it this week and, and what it means to me. Um, but I want you to talk a little bit about, because during the 21 days of prayer, it is a six o'clock in the morning prayer service where you can go to one of the campuses or you can join them online. I've always joined them online, uh, but also you can fast something you know, just, it's just sacrificing something, you know, I've done it in the past where I fasted a meal. Um, like I said, I'm not incredibly good at that. It's a blood sugar thing. Um, but you're, you're a lot better than that, but also some people fast, uh, social media, uh, caffeine, you know, some vice or something that they know has kind of got a grip in their life and they just want to see what it's like to live without that for 21 days. So what, what has, cause I know you've done fasting and praying, a lot in the past. How has that affected you? What has that been like? And what's a safe way to do that? What kind of what's been your experience? And that's a, that's a, a lot of information and, and a question. Uh, but I remember the first time I fasted was for a life decision in college. It was actually my sophomore year of college. And I was talking with my boss at the time, uh, who was a special forces medic. Uh, and so obviously I was asking him medical advice. Uh, and so I said, Hey man, I, I've, I've got to make this change. Uh, this is going to affect 
you know, not only where my direction is, but it's it'll probably affect who I wind up with in marriage. It'll it'll affect all these things. And I said, I'm thinking about fasting, and he's like, Well, I've never done that, but I've heard it's good. And so, mm. you know, I, I this is this is, gosh, this is 1995, so early internet, right? So you're basically finding nothing on fasting at that time. And so uh, I just said, Hey. Uh, I'll read some Bible verses on it. I saw Jesus fasted for 40 days, absolute fast. Moses, absolute fast, 40 days. I'm not going to do that. I'm, you know, 19 years old. Uh, and, and then, of course, uh, then you have Paul who had a three-day absolute fast. And then Daniel had a 21-day uh, fast as well of, of just certain foods. And so I said, well, we're just going to shoot a happy medium. I will drink Gatorade and water for five days. Done. Uh, I can go without food for five days. This is a huge decision. And so I just said, hey, I'm going to pray during the time that I would eat breakfast. I'm going to pray during the time I would eat lunch. And I'm going to pray when I was supposed to be eating dinner. Did I pray for 30 or 45 minutes during those times? No, no, I probably paid four or five minutes um, during each time, just asking God specifically, hey, help me in this. What do I need to do? Pretty much a what do I need to do? Um, 19 years old. God's not a vending machine, but I needed him to work like one at this point of my life. Like, like a lot of people do when they feel pressed on something, it's like, I need an answer now. But I, I, I went with five days and at the end of it, God gave me a very clear uh, answer, made that decision, turned my life completely in a different direction. And so that kind of started uh, my idea of what fasting would be. Fast forward into my marriage uh, with my wife and my wife, uh, Crystal was very ill uh, back in 2008, going into 2009, and uh, the goodness, two days before 2009, I said, hey, I'm going to do a 21-day fast. We're just going to do liquids only. Um, I gave myself a little bit of leeway to have some calories because I was working full-time, and, and and it's not so easy to work full-time job uh, doing doing medical stuff and and not have calories. So you got to be able to think to to take care of people. And so during that time, God did some amazing things in our family, uh, like miraculously huge things. Healed my wife, got a new job, and we found a new house all in a three-week span. That does not mean God is going to answer prayers like that all the time, but we needed that so much at that time. Uh, we had no answers. John, you know where we were at that time, because after Crystal got better, uh, you guys hosted a, a, a get together at your house uh, for us to be able to see everybody again, because we were out in Kansas City. Uh, and so that started t- twice a year. And this is before I knew anything about what the Church of the Highlands was doing. I was doing 21 days, January and August, every single year. Just God, thank you for what you've done for my family. Um, and and so I started researching it more, had some people at work that would do the fast with me. And there are absolutely huge medical benefits to fasting. Okay. Yeah. So in, in a fast uh, that and, starts and just beginning- before you get started on that, Varric, yeah. I want you to tell them your background in undergraduate. Oh, yeah. school. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, I, I was a family nurse practitioner for 15 years. I worked emerg- in an emergency room, uh, not only in Alabama, but in Kansas City. And before then, I was an intensive care nurse for neurointensive care, um, surgical intensive care, and neonatal intensive care. So all together, about 20 years of medical before I retired and now do uh, natural health and wellness with my wife, and uh, then also do podcasts here with you guys. But So he speaks I, wisdom and experience and knowledge into the, the medical side absolutely. of fasting. But So talk about the, the medical benefits of fasting. Yeah, so, so the medical benefits of fasting are a few things. Uh, so if... 
you are wanting kind of a reset. Our bodies actually reset a couple of times a year, and it's usually during changing of season. So January and August are actually really good for this. You've got the winter season about to start transitioning to spring, and then you've got summer season transitioning into fall. Our bodies do well when we allow them to detoxify. So when you're fasting, you're taking in more liquids, whether it be water or juice, and you're allowing your liver and your kidneys to kind of flush themselves out, right? And that, and what that does is helps your body to function at a better level. Uh, you will not only have those things going for you, you will feel more alert. You will, you will think more clearly. Uh, you also will, uh, in a lot of cases, you can heal better and faster because what happens when we take food in, our body designates a large amount of blood flow and energy to breaking down our food, to moving it through our system, to distributing it out. And if you are focused clearly on liquids, whether it's a, a protein <laughs> shake or whatever, it, your body's having to work a lot less there. So it can go work on other areas that need restoration and healing. So in and let's be time, honest, and let's be honest, that? sometimes th those foods can be uh, inflammatory. 100% inflammatory, especially if you're doing nightshades, if you're doing um, uh, dairy products, uh, you know, things like that. Those are those are hard foods on your body. Gluten is a very hard thing for your body to break down. We know that today's hybridized wheat has about 64 different, different chromosomes to break down. And so that's what we're dealing with and why so many people are having issues, health issues, um, is usually what we're eating. Uh, you know, we've heard you are what you eat. And that's been going on since Schoolhouse Rock in the 70s, but it's actually very true. So yeah, when, when you're talking about gluten and you're and talking about intake of gluten, like dairy, like certain nightshades, not all nightshades, but certain nightshades, it's going to be harder for your body to process. And yes, therefore leads to inflammation in your body. And, and some people may say, well, I don't really believe that. I, I will encourage you. Go without gluten for a month and see if your joints don't feel better for those of us over 30 years old. Uh, see if you're not thinking more clearly. Think, see if you're not kinder to your family during that time because it just there's something about breaking down something with like enriched whole wheat that we eat in America on a high, high basis at 64 different chromosomes because it's been hybridized and hybridized. Um, and genetically modified that you don't get if you had an, an original einkorn type wheat that uh, I believe has, uh, I want to say, 14 chromosomes to it, which is the normal that, that you would have started out with. So um, it's a lot easier to break down in that form. But if you go without gluten, uh, you will see a better outcome in your daily health and your, your daily strengthening. And so I just want to encourage you that those are some of the benefits of a fast. Now that's the physical benefits of a fast. There's also an emotional benefit to fasting. I'm marking out day two and day 13. If you're doing a two week fast um, and day 21, which is usually your last one on a three week fast day two, your body's detoxing pretty heavily. You're probably going to be coming off of caffeine. You're probably going to be coming off of sugar and you're going to probably have a headache and feel kind of hung over and, and you might be a little short with people around. Um, that is just something that most people, if, if you're going to fast, get through it, get over it. Day three, you've got clarity. You don't even have hunger anymore. You're not even hungry anymore after three days. Okay. Full disclosure, if you're a diabetic, if you have a health condition, go over these things with your physician before you do any of these. If you're diabetic, I would encourage you, if you're going to do a fast, 
make sure that you're having at least three shakes during the day to where you're getting 1200 to 1500 calories and then have um, a small amount uh, of a protein source, like a liquid protein source. It can be a, a shot of smoothie or whatever every few hours after. So in between two hours in between your meals so that it helps your blood sugar kind of stay at a steady state. All right. So that's for people who have pre-existing health conditions. You always want to take those in consideration and clear them with your doc before you do that. We are not here to offer medical advice right. nor to diagnose anything. We're just telling you from our own personal experience what has worked for us and what has done. One, uh, as I said, other side effect of that is you will lose weight. So if you got some weight goals in your in your new year, you will lose weight on a fast uh, from a 14 to 21 day liquid fast. My average is uh, anywhere between 12 and 17 pounds. That's just what it is. Awesome. It's not not that I'm getting dehydrated. And I, as soon as I start eating and drinking, it comes back. That will go away because what is happening is it's affecting your body's metabolism. And you're getting into a place where you enter a semi-starvation mode and you're burning. You'll start burning that fat that is there, not because you're going in this to burn fat and to, and to lose weight, but it's a natural byproduct of it. The emotional side of that, as I said, after two days, you start getting mental clarity. You're able to think and process better. You're able to take in information better. At least my experience is that you're able to do those things. And you're actually more open to communicating with those around you. Okay. Uh, something about what we do as Christians when we fast is we'll pray during the breakfast time where we were eating. We'll pray during lunch when we were eating. We'll pray during dinner when we were eating. And when you do that, it keeps you keyed in to the Lord and hearing from him, whether it's going over what you're reading that morning or what you've been praying about. And that naturally is going to calm you. You can look at all sorts of scientific studies about what prayer does to our blood pressure, to our to our um, our, our body system. Uh, when you're dealing with uh, anything, even cortisol, our levels go go to a calmer level, and our body is more calm when we're doing that on an elevated basis. And so um, that is the emotional side of it. And then spiritually, of course, for those of you who believe in in Jesus as your savior and uh, and, his, and and God is sending him here to die for our sins, you're going to know that prayer connects us with him and helps us to hear from him more clearly. So many benefits in fasting. Uh, and it's something that we incorporate at the beginning of our year, every single year. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how even for people who are not believers or not Christians or of the Christian faith, there's there's a universal truth in the power of meditation, uh, in the power of focusing, in the power of putting yourself in that place. Uh, the world typically has a shadow version of uh, the reality of the scriptures, right? I mean, there, there are universal truths. There are truths. Yeah, absolutely. That that the world, even psychology, has finally come up with and realized, yeah. hey, this works. Um but when you look back at what we were taught in scriptures, you know, about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things are going to be added unto you, that's on a daily basis, you know, and, and this is something now you were, you were talking disclaimers before. Uh, here's another one. Barak and I do not have all the answers. And we've said that so many times on the show. Very few of the uh, answers. We're, we're just talking about, we're just talking about places we've been. Uh, we're old enough and have raised kids and been married to our wives long enough and have seen some things uh, that if we can share any of the, the wisdom that we've gained from other people, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do, you know? So uh, that, that being said and out of the way, the importance and power of prayer cannot be overstated. Um, 
you know, I learned that from my mom. Varric, I was there when my grandfather uh, was was in a hospital right before he died, just literally a couple of weeks before he died. And he was in a tremendous amount of pain. And I, I watched him uh, as he prayed in a tremendous amount of pain. Uh, dear God, you know, I pray that I would not do anything in this state that would grieve your spirit. And, and I was so convicted uh, in my life because I think of the trivial things that we face on a daily basis, right? That, that don't really matter and how it can get bent out of shape. That person cut me off. You know, this bill came in, I didn't expect, or especially social media, which I would really encourage people to fast if you've not thought about. Uh, but seeing him go through that and, and speaking so sincerely uh, to God kind of reminded me, it's a good reminder of me, especially during these times, that this is something we try to do on a regular basis, not just 21 days, twice a year, but the real purpose behind it is to get you into a regular habit of prayer because you see the value of it. You see how it changes your heart, your life, your relationships, uh, and and you want to. It's not because you have to. You, you desire it. You know, you really do. Uh, thirst after it. So I'm really glad that you, when we were talking in the prep call about this, I'm, I'm glad that you had mentioned that because uh, that's been something that was incredibly beneficial, has been beneficial for me over the last few years. And if you're like most guys, um, you, you, you might need help with praying uh, and, and guidebooks like this are really good. Cause if you're like me, I kind of get in a rut and I'm like, I cover the, da, 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 this is what's going on. This is who I want to pray for. This is what's going on here. Da, 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 da. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. But there's so much more that we can take to God. And especially when you start talking about new choices, new year, um, what a better choice could you make? I don't, I don't know that that's uh, just amazing. Um, wanted to switch gears cause I wanted to be, I wanted to provide some insight. You know, as we, it's, it's one thing to talk, Varric, about um, what we can do to make new choices in our life to better our lives and for our family. And when I was thinking about this yesterday, and, and you know, we've talked about this in the past, an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, right? I mean, we've talked about how important that is in your intake. You know, it's part of what we talk about at Mr. Fitz. Um, and, and I started thinking, well, if you're a guy that didn't grow up in a family that cooks, regularly, then, then maybe you don't have a lot of experience with that. And sometimes what's new and different in psychology, you know, we talk about, it can seem scary, you know, that's where, and not, you know, fearful, scary. It's just something you don't want to mess with because you're not familiar with it. Trust me. The first time I changed a coilover spring on my car, it was like holding a bomb. You know, when you get the compressors on there and you, you, you ratchet it down and you've got this thing and you, and they could explode and that's what it feels like. But after you do it a few times, you're really comfortable with it. And cooking is exactly the same way, you know? Um, and, and the one thing, Varric, that I was thinking about that my son who's going back to school loves is my chicken curry, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's this thing, and, and again, we're not promoting any product or store, but at the grocery store I happen to go to, you can get this thing called golden curry. And it's SNB, I think, is the company's name. It's made in Japan. And it's got some really natural ingredients in there. And guys, you just, you dice up the chicken or you find some pre-made chicken if you want to. But fair warning, pre-made chicken has a lot of salt in it, right? So let's try to get fresh chicken if you can. You brown it. 
you uh, chop up some vegetables, you know, bell peppers, onions, whatever you like. They actually say potatoes and, and uh, onions, I think, or carrots on the box. But it's got the ingredients on the box. It's got the, the instructions on the box, you know. So even if you think, oh, this is something I've never tried before. I'm uncomfortable doing that. I might not want to do that. It, it's, it's a formula, you know, it's like anything else. It's just following directions. And I know sometimes guys, we have a hard time following directions or following instructions. We don't need to read the instructions. Trust me, in this case, you want to read the instructions. But the first time you do that, well, oh, and you put it over. I usually put some, uh, some coconut milk in there and, and I'll put some other things in there. And then the, the product is actually, it looks like a big Hershey bar, but it's a curry paste, you know, that you put in there and you melt and mix up. And then you can put it over whatever you want. You know, if you want to get a, you know, gluten-free, organic, you know, something. Are you talking about quinoa or something? Quinoa, Instead yeah. Of, yeah. Right, right. Little seeds. I like it. <laughs> you know, if you want to do a little quinoa and stuff, I know there's some people that really dig that. The first mm -hmm. time you, you put this together, and if you have kids, if you have a significant other, the first time they eat it and they think, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. That's really amazing. Um, that really does something, you know, mm -hmm. the, the value in that it's not just nutrition and it's mm -hmm. not just an anti-inflammatory meal that you prepared for your family, but it, it is the old adage of, uh, you know, it's made with love. It was yeah. a, it was Man. a sacrifice. And I've seen you in the kitchen, Varric. I've seen you behind the, the stovetop, right? So yeah. I, I love cooking. Absolutely. Luckily, I, when you just said it made with love. So I actually, as you were talking about this and you guys, y'all, y'all know our history, John, I've been best friends since we're 10 years old. But as he was saying that I was already thinking about Emeril Lagasse. So I used to love food network. I watched iron, iron chef every Saturday night, even married. Like my wife would go to sleep because she would go to sleep early <laughs> during those years. And I would be up watching Iron Chef like a crazy man just because I loved it. Um, but Emeril Lagasse would talk and he would talk on his show. He would talk about how food's better if you put love in it, right? Right. And, and going into these new choices this year, if what we can do, if we can make those choices and, and, and I'm not saying put love into it, you know, all this type of stuff, but doing it for the right reasons. How about we go into that? Right. So it, it, you will do it with love if you do it with, if you do it for the right reasons, but Emeril Lagasse has a restaurant 15 minutes from where I live and he lives there. He lives in the building above it. And so he comes down and cooks uh, down here at the Gulf coast and you could have Emeril Lagasse cook for you. I have not done that yet because mostly he does seafood. Okay. And as we talk about new, new, new year, new choices, I have a shellfish allergy. And no matter how much I love the taste of shrimp and I love the taste of these things, if they are not good for me, I cannot do those things. So it's a new year and I, there are some choices I just can't make. Right. And you, you, if you're listening to this, you know, there's those things in your life, those choices you can't make this year right. that you made last year and the choices I can't make this year that I made last year. There are new choices that I have to make, new steps for my feet that I have to make in this year. One of those things is I, I, I said that this year I wouldn't eat anything that's out of a package, okay? And I don't mean like rice and all that type of stuff. I'm talking about anything from a convenience store, anything that is not something that I have to prepare, something that's prepared for me like junk food or even a, a health cookie because most of those aren't that good for you, Um something that has to have health value 
is what I'll be doing this year. I'm not doing those other things. So part of our, our, our thing is not choosing a resolution of I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year and run a marathon and get a new job and do all these type things. What are your action steps to doing those things? And, and one of my action steps of getting to the health level that I want to be turning 48 this year, moving closer to 50 is to treat my body the way that it was made. And, and our bodies were, we were fearfully and wonderfully made and I'm sorry, but Taco Bell and Kentucky <laughs> fried chicken. And can I let this out there? Even God's chicken, Chick-fil-A oh. is not treating our bodies the, the way that they're fearfully and wonderfully made. It is basically treating our bodies like a garbage can. And, um, and if we want to do that, do it, but you're, you're going to feel like a garbage can. And right. I can't do that anymore. I actually started out this new year with tearing tearing a muscle in my leg, so I'm already behind the behind the the eight ball there. So I want to heal up as fast as possible. So I have to make the right choices to do that. Um, and so, John, as you get in and you're talking about new choices, uh, what are what are some of the things that you're looking at for this year? What are what's some way to encourage? from what you've learned and your expertise about how do you make those new choices other than just sheer willpower, because we know that fades, that that's gone. Uh, we have to actually make new processes. Right. You do. And it's, it is a process. That's a great word, Varric. And um, not to invoke the name of uh, coach Saban, but you know, he talks often about that process because process, you need processes in place. Right. But what's important, what's important guys to understand is you're going to mess up, you know, you're going to go days where you don't make a good choice. That's not a deal killer. And it's not the end of it. You wake up the next day and you make a different choice until you string enough days together where you've made a different choice, a better choice, and you form new habits, you know, and those new habits will determine a bit of who you are, you know, and what, and, what is that called when you can, when you can start over after failing in something, and where you give yourself the ability to do that, or um, what what do you call that, John? Forgiving yourself. You know, it's really, Varric, and it's really easy to forgive other people in my mind. Um, we, we're told to forgive, right? So we'll be forgiven, and that's, okay, I forgive you, did this horrible thing, I forgive you. Um, but we have a really hard time forgiving ourselves sometimes when we mess up. And I think if we can allow ourselves that same grace that we allow other people, uh, because God does, and I think we're worth it, you know, because he thinks we're worth it. Um, and if we can forgive ourselves when we do make mistakes, uh, that'll help us wake up tomorrow and make a better choice, right? Uh, so regardless of where it is you need to be, you know, whether it's your intake, you know, whether it's some of your vices and substances, uh, what you're consuming electronically or whatever, whatever that, that choice is, whatever that choice is for you, allow yourself some grace that if you slip up, you can make a new choice tomorrow and, and you're going to be okay. You know, it's not going to happen in one day. It's probably not going to happen in 21 days, but as you continue to develop those habits, which are a string of choices put together, you're going to find things are going to change you know, for the better. And God is going to work through that and honor that in your life. Is it going to fix everything overnight? No, it won't. I can tell you that from experience, 
but it will make the things that are difficult more tolerable. I can assure you that. You know, I like, I like how you put that, John, because some people think that, okay, if I change the way I eat, if I change my exercise, that everything is going to be perfect in my body. And that sounds good coming from a perspective of someone with no health, health issues, right? right? I don't take any medicine. I don't have any health issues, sore, you know, pull muscle, whatever. Um, that sounds great coming from me, but what does it come? What does it sound like coming from somebody with a chronic illness uh, or somebody, you know, like, you know, diabetes or somebody asthma. that is in cardiac rehab or um, has asthma. And, and like you said, you know, you will, uh, you will be able to come back the next day and do what you got to do and start that over again. Uh, knowing that that process is there, but that you are getting stronger through the process, not requiring perfection, but striving toward a goal. And I think that one thing that we need to encourage people in is, is have a goal. And everybody talks about this in January, but, but let's make it a realistic goal. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to win the, the Ironman down here in, in Florida this year, but would Maybe I next like year, to, but not this year. <laughs> How about never? I'm 48 years old. That's just never going to happen. So, so they have to be realistic goals, right? I, I would love to be able to um, to get something to a fitness level that I was at when I was 41 and running marathons sure. and 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 at there, knowing that it's going to cost me to be able to do that, knowing also that it's a process and that that process has wins, it has failures, it has setbacks. And it has, it has, you know, has opposition as well. You and I, as we are looking to move forward this year in whatever area you want to, if you want to move forward in your marriage, we'll talk about that as well. Um, nobody has a corner on having the best marriage in the world because it doesn't exist. Uh, a friend of mine said, if you're not working on your marriage, you're working on your divorce. So what that means is that it's a daily thing that you have to work on, right? It has to, it has to be something that you have to push forward on. And so any advice people give you is usually from their failure. And we'll, we'll talk about that uh, as well as we move forward. We'll talk about that from health. But when you're setting those goals this year, know you're going to have opposition. Know you're going to have people that aren't going to believe in you, just as you're going to have plenty of people who are going to believe in you. And there's part of it that goes back to that fasting and that relationship with God that, that John and I treasure so much is that even when nobody else believes in you he does uh he was able to look at me thousands of years ago and the wretched person that i was going to be growing up and through my adult years at times and and say you know what he's still worth it still going to die for him still going to offer him salvation and that's the person you need in your corner you also need uh if you're married your spouse needs to be in your corner 100 you also need a best friend to be in your corner uh, and, and who you're around and what you surround yourself with, uh, will be huge. I heard someone say this last week, my son was at the passion conference in Atlanta. And, uh, one of the speakers said who you spend time with their gods will be your gods. Hmm. Right. And it was in, it was in reference to in the book of Ruth, when Naomi, uh, had lost her husband and Ruth and, and Orpa had lost their husbands. And Ruth said, you know, where you go, I will go, you know, where you stay, I will stay. Uh, your God will be my God and your people will be my people. 
And that is inside mine and Crystal's wedding rings from, from the day we got married. But one thing that I saw this past week that I'd never really seen is Ruth made a decision to go with Naomi and said, your God will be my God. But how many of us follow people on social media, follow people on TikTok, follow political pundits, and the more we spend time around them, our ideas and our ideals shift and morph into theirs. And we don't even know what they're following. So it's very important to have that solid base with, with your spouse, if you're married, or have, and, and to have a good friend circle uh, so that you are being influenced in the right way to be influenced. And does that mean you're going to make all the great decisions? No. Does it mean you're going to fail? Yes. Um, but it does mean that you're going to have people around you to guide you back to where you know that you need to be. And, and deep down in every single one of us men, we know where we need to be and we know what we need to work on. It's just a matter of setting those priorities and walking that out on a daily basis. Very well said. Very well said. As you all are looking towards this new year and what, what we're going to bring, we're going to try to bring uh, speakers, guests who specialize in relationships, uh, guests who specialize in nutrition, uh, in making good choices. You know, we're going to bring those experts to be able to speak some wisdom into your life uh, to provide value for you. And uh, some of these people that we look up to and that we hear from, that's our goal is to get them in front of you. So if you have anyone that you'd like to hear from, um, shoot us a, a line. You know, Absolutely. Send a, put a comment out there, something, and we'll look into it. We'll try to reach out to them and see if we can get them on the show. Um, because that's what we want to do is, is just give back and provide some insight um, because we've been so richly blessed and want to give some of that blessing back. So John, what would you, what are, what are three takeaways from our talk today that you would encourage guys and, and send to them on a journey, if you will, for this new year, three things that you can give them to start taking those steps. Yeah, first, and I can only say what's worked for me, Varric, you know, and, and we both have been through some things, you know, we've, we've been through some challenging things uh, in our own lives, in our own family of origin and, and in our relationships uh, with our wives uh, because of circumstances. So we can only speak from experiences that we've had, but starting out the new year uh, with a prayer commitment cannot be overstated the importance of that, the value of that um, is so incredibly important. Wherever you are, you have to start somewhere and you might as well start today. And if one of the resources we've talked about today can help, that'd be great. So having some type of, of prayer life, if you've never done it before, or if you have, or if you thought you had and you weren't really sure, um, make a commitment to that. It, it is time very well spent and can change everything. It can change your life. Um, I would say giving yourself that forgiveness, you know, having the same grace and mercy for yourself that you do for other people um, is so incredibly important. And, and realizing, you know, like you said, um, these choices over time, not necessarily going to be easy and they're not going to change everything but it will help develop. It is a process. I really liked when you said that it is a process and it's about making these choices um, day in and day out. And you may miss a few days and you may make some bad choices, you know, but there's always tomorrow. 
Yeah, John, I love that. Uh, and we are going to leave you guys here. Um, we want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of our first Mr. Fitz of 2023. I want to encourage you next time that you hear uh, on our next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit more about some more aspects of this new year. We're going to uh, talk about different aspects of the Mr. Fitz acrostic. Uh, but one that I want to talk about next time is, is, is goes along with our T, which is our time with our, with, with family and with God. And we're going to focus on family. There's a few things that I'm going to talk about that I've been able to glean from the COVID pandemic, uh, and what that did to our families, nothing conspiratorial, uh, at all what it actually looked like. So uh, can't wait to talk with you guys a little bit more about that and see kind of the the correlation that we've seen around the country. And as I said, uh, it's going to be to encourage, it's going to be to lift you guys up and to hopefully spur y'all on to being better husbands, better leaders, better fathers, better friends, and a better you in 2023. Thanks for joining us. Mr. Fitzpodcast.io is the website and we'll talk to you soon. 